DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're counting down from 100 all the way down to game night. The rivalry game, the 100th BYU-Utah rivalry game. We're two weeks out. Nice, easy number to figure now. 14. That was hard work when we were back in the 80s and 90s, Jacques. I don't know what we were doing. Now it's easy. 14 days to go. The number 14 figures into the rivalry because... Well, Lavelle Edwards had two of his quarterback factory standout quarterbacks were the number 14 in their careers. Speaking of now 14. elder Gifford Nilsson and Ty Detmer. Detmer were 14? Yes, he did. Do you know what their record combined against the University of Utah was? Uh, in seasons where they were starting quarterbacks, I guess it's today. 5-0. and 6-1. Oh. and one. I have no idea on Gifford. I'm just guessing. Yeah, I had no clue. Gifford was undefeated. Ty lost in the first game he played. He was a oh, freshman in 1988 when Scott Mitchell. He won because oh, okay. he won the starting job in the middle of his freshman year. Middle freshman so year. he got a fourth game because exactly. I always think of him as a three-year starter, yeah. but three-year full-time starter. Right. So six and one, number 14s for BYU against Utah. So it was Ty's freshman year that Scott Mitchell. That came. Scott Mitchell went nuts in mm-hmm. 50s. Whatever, yeah. BYU okay. paid it back with a 70 to 31 route. Ooh. What was the aggregates? Because that's what we got to do. You know, we're the aggregates were soccer. Oh, let me give me a minute. I'll, I'll tally that up. Because I'm wondering you if. You can't do that math. In your did head. they pile it on the next three years? Obviously, they're scoring 70 the next year. And that would have been 88. Would it have been 98 88? It was 88 89. Oh, okay. What so, was 88 89? His so- freshman year was 88. Freshman year was 88. Sophomore year was 89. Yes. I was so talking then, about the cumulative score. I think it was yeah, 98 yeah. to 88. Then no, I'm doing math on the radio. That always fails. So 90 was his junior and 91 was his senior. Correct. And BYU's score lines in those games. So they lost 57 to 28 his freshman year. Responded with a 70 to 31 thrashing, followed by a 45 to 22 blowout and a 48 to 17 blowout to send him out on a high note. Yeah, so he, he, he won overall. Losing, winning three out of four is pretty good. You're winning three out of four against your rival. That, that's really good, actually. I mean, Gifford Nilsson in the three games, three years, he was a quarterback. It was 51-20, 34-12, and 38-88. The th- 38-8, sorry. We should see who has the biggest scoring differential of all those great quarterbacks against Utah. I mean, we're <laughs> reaching here. <laughs> because I don't we, think we should do that. We got nothing for you these last eight, nine years. Because they haven't won since uh, Max Hall. What did Max go? Because he was a three-year starter, right? Did he go two and one? Two and one, I believe, yeah. Yeah. So he won, lost one. Right. Correct. Then he said some stuff his senior year. He had a few thoughts on the matter. Yeah. You really want me to go into it? I didn't, but I looked around and like other other people were saying <laughs> that would yeah. have been a great thing. Yeah, I don't, but all these other schmoes right, do. Right, PK, come on. So I had to take one for the team because when he looked at me, he says, "Do you really want me to go into it?" I wanted to say, "No, I don't," for the preservation of the purity of the rivalry. <laughs> and <laughs> the purity of the rivalry. What is that? See, when he said, because I like to think you know, it's a nice rivalry, mm-hmm. but when he said what he said. Mm-hmm. I see where you're going. Where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> it was charming. No, 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 no. It was not charming. That's the impurity of the rivalry. Darn. 
Although, if you if you rank the impurity of the rivalry, where does that rank? A player popping off like that in the heat of the moment. I mean, we're now what ten years later. Is it that big of a deal? Versus uh, tearing, trying to tear each other's goalposts down, the pushing and shoving on the field in 93. Certainly any physical violence right. the, supersedes uh, that, the cheerleader and the fan. The, I mean, the, even in the moment, the pumping my gas line, that one made both coaches laugh. They both thought that was hysterical and over the top. Neither one of them took that very seriously. Was that said before or after? I think it was after the first 34-31 game. It was. So it was said in frustration of a loss. And I think in frustration, not only frustration of a loss, but um, that was the year there was the pushing and shoving on the field. Because you tried to tear down the goalposts in the south, or excuse me, in the north, north end, end zone, zone in Provo. Because they won that game down at BYU. And it was the first time they'd won there in a long time. I think since the 70s. Now my first year... Really had no knowledge of the rivalry whatsoever. It didn't mean anything oh, yeah, to me. Yeah, that was your first rivalry game. Yeah, yeah. This is my second, so. so. And I didn't have much experience with it whatsoever. I wasn't following Utah. At least you came in with some degree of knowledge of Utah because you said Yeah, but, I, but I'm with you a lot less. I mean, they really yeah. were anonymous in that era. Right. I literally knew nothing. Right. Zero. I had never, never seen them play one second. They never never on ever games on TV, any highlights, nothing. Right. Zero, and BYU was on TV, seemed like, every week. And you always knew who their quarterback was. If not, somebody, he was going to throw a dump-off pass to somebody named Bellini. <laughs> <laughs> seemed like there were nine of them. Check down. <laughs> there you go, Matt. And, and a dude who would line up in the backfield with his hands on his knees and then do a little... Uh, you know, circle right out of the a backfield. Chip block. Just, yeah, a chip and block. Just, and either yeah. circle right over the middle yeah. or he'd flare out and uh, yeah. Yeah. And, I, then, I, and then he'd make a guy miss, a linebacker always. Right. Miss. I don't remember their always. first names, but I just remember, oh, he's throwing it to Bellini. Bellini and Doman. <laughs> <laughs> on and on and on, these Bellini people. <laughs> the Bellini people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't follow much of BYU, but now, you knew of that. Now National Geographic presents Patrick <laughs> Kinahan and the Bellini people. Yeah. You knew of that. But you knew squat about Utah. Absolutely nothing. The Bellini people were foragers. The transformation is just remarkable. I mean, we're going 30 years now, so it's over a big, long span of time. But still, it is remarkable. And I'm sure to folks who are 60 years old, it must be extremely remarkable because they remember, or 50 or 40, what have you, they remember their team not being much, and now it's all that. And, of course, it's all that once you got some BYU people into your program. Aha! The key. Yeah. <laughs> Which really actually makes sense because winning programs should have their guys go other places and create winning programs elsewhere. Yes, and that is how it works. It's hard to figure out how to win out of the middle of nowhere. Yeah. If you follow coaching trees back, you follow like people who win in the NFL, you track them back to people who win in the NFL. Yeah. And it just keeps going decade after decade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.